You're listening to One-on-One with Kruthi, Career Conversations. It's a podcast enabling thought-provoking conversation with everyday people working in corporate America. Listen to stories and real-life examples about navigating a career. Get ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to One-on-One with Kruthi Career Conversations. I'm your host, Kruthi, and today we are joined by a professional mentor of mine, Melissa. Even nine years later, I can remember my initial thoughts when we first met. I knew I wanted to be just like her when I grew up, and that sentiment hasn't changed much since then. (laughs) She continues to embody confidence, enthusiasm, and looks out for the people around her. I've left conversations with her, feeling motivated and excited about my future. Over her three-plus decade-long career, she has touched a wide variety of consumer product companies under the food and beverage, retail, and technology device spaces as a senior R&D leader within these organizations. Please join me in welcoming Melissa to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. To level set uh, with everyone, um, are there any other pieces of context you want to add to your career? I've definitely, there's there have been... Um, several different product companies that I've worked for, and it's always been in some sort of engineering leadership capacity, and that's been my growth throughout my whole career. So, and you, you pretty much hit it all. One thing before we dive into our topics, in order to get yourself in a position where you are a senior uh, leader within an organization, particularly in the engineering space, are there certain skill sets that you've had to develop that you think have set you up for success in these types of roles? Definitely. As we've talked before in some of our, just some of our discussions um, over the years, one thing about engineering, if you just boil it down, it's basically solving problems. So once you figure out what kind of problems you like to solve, then you can start sort of honing those skills accordingly, depending on your aspirations. In my mind, for the things that I think about where I dug in, as you said, energy, positivity, helping others to grow. That's just been something that's really been important to me because I have always had the luxury of really good leaders, mentors, coaches throughout my career, communicating and being comfortable talking to just about anybody. Um, I think those are things that have helped me in leadership because I think to lead, you have to feel comfortable mixing with a lot of different people. I think you have to be open to listening. Um, So good communication, good listening skills. Those aren't always things you learn in engineering school. And so while I do have the technical background, I think it was all of my soccer skills that helped me really, I think, thrive in more of a leadership role. Before we continue, disclaimer to everyone. We are sharing our personal opinions based on our experiences and interpretation of them. We do not represent any company or organization during these conversations. I was able to pick Melissa's brain on two topics, mentorship and organizational culture. Due to the depth that we went into on both topics, today's episode will focus on mentorship and in next week's episode, we will cover organizational culture. We'll start with mentorship because that's the context that we met as well. So I'll start basic. 
what does career mentorship mean to you? I think it's the type of advice or growth or um, guidance that you get outside of your immediate management chain or organizational environment that you're in. And I say that specifically because mentors for my career have not just been where I work. There's other things that I've learned from other people that I consider mentors that have helped me grow in a way that's also helped me professionally. Have you been intentional about choosing a mentor? You know, over the years, there have been specific skills or very specific things I wanted to learn. And I knew someone that, that was really good that I picked myself. But for the most part, I have been a little bit lucky in that most of the mentors I have are just through either having worked for this individual or worked with them, or in some capacity, we have been linked in career and they've just been someone that I have kind of grown into the mentorship for the most part. In one case inside of um, Lexmark, when I was, when I was working there, Lexmark had a very deliberate mentorship Mm -hmm. program and they paired you with people. So it wasn't something I got to choose, but it definitely was somebody that I had experience with. And so I've just been very lucky. I think I, I don't know that everybody would necessarily land into a mentoring kind of situation just by happenstance and it'd be, and it'd be good. Bouncing off of that a little bit, mentorship, in your opinion, is that more useful in certain points in your career? Is this something that is helpful throughout your career? Me personally, I still have mentors that I go to. So as you mentioned, 30 plus years, I've been doing this thing and I still have mentors that I reach out to and talk through things and, and do just have what if discussions. So they help me think through things. So I think it's something that you should have throughout your career. I think it's probably heaviest for you as an individual early on when you're really starting to grow in your career and learn things and you're probably absorbing more. You might have more than one mentor for different reasons. And then maybe as you grow in your career, the mentorship probably becomes, well, at least it did for me, more like you reaching out to the individual when Mm -hmm. you need something, when you need guidance, when you need help, when you need conversation about a particular topic. But I think maybe early on, um, I think it's, it's, it should be much more deliberate. I always encourage people on my team that either work for me or, or even work with me. I, I try to encourage it as much as I can. And I try to try to make sure I, I make those connections for folks too, if I can. The way that I want to break up this is from the perspective of you being a mentor to someone, and then we'll talk about you being mentored by somebody else and how that dynamic in your thought process and your experience has been. Starting with you as a mentor. So we met through Lexmark and that was a very, you got set up with somebody and we got set up together. But how do you determine what is a good mentee fit for you? I will say, I love to try to find a way to be helpful, even if it's <laughs> not maybe the perfect fit for the other person. I still want to figure out some way to be helpful. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's 
maybe been part of why most of my um, mentoring situations have been good ones. I don't think I've ever been matched with anybody where the mentor, where the mentoring situation was predecided by the company or some other organization. I don't think I've ever had one that's been negative, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. What about the informal ones? I think outside of Lexmark, it's been at least my own personal experience, it's been a little bit more fluid than that. You seek out people um, that you want to get mentored from. In that case, is it you asking them certain types of questions to understand what they would like or whatever they're trying to learn, you expect them to come to you with that? Not necessarily. Uh, Sometimes it just happens because a conversation might just start. The one thing I, I, I remember talking about with you and with others that I've mentored is be open to everybody that's around you. You just, you never know where the connection is going to happen. And I start with this concept of networking and, you know, I've encouraged that for you. I mean, it's something, especially women, we just don't do it enough. We, we tend to look at the list of all the things we think we need to do in order to be successful, to go to that next step or that next opportunity. And, we're so deliberate about things that um, and, and making sure that we check off all the right mm-hmm. skills and requirements. And the one thing that I wanted you to understand and anybody else that I mentored is network as much as you can, because that's where you find, first of all, you find interesting people, but you also find people to learn from. And that's good and bad. I think, you know, somebody could be a, an indirect mentor by doing it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's plenty of examples I think we could all put our finger on to say I don't ever want to do that. <laughs> At the end of the day, there are both formal mentoring programs as well as informal relationship building between a mentor and a mentee. As of 2022, 84% of US Fortune 500 companies have a formal mentoring program. And about 61% of individuals in a 2019 study of 3,000 working professionals noted a natural mentor-mentee relationship forming outside of these formal programs. Overall, mentorship is a win-win for the company and the employee, citing higher retention rates for the organization and increased confidence and awareness for the individual. As you've grown in your own career and been a mentor, I'm sure even in your early career to being a mentor today, how has your style of mentoring changed? Has it changed? It probably hasn't changed a whole lot, I, except purely from the fact that of the more things I learn, maybe the more confidence I gain in, in having a broader library of topics to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably one thing, but I think over time it's, it's probably just building confidence because you, the more you practice tools and techniques and processes and, you know, exercise your, your leadership style and so forth. I think you just become, you, you learn what works and what doesn't work and you just become more confident in being able to um, probably even quickly identify things, different, different things for uh, the people that you're mentoring um, whereas early on, it might be a little, um, it might be a little bit more conversation to get to um, a topic of interest or a skill or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you, 
you meet someone and you're learning about them and you're just paired with them because they're as kind of like what, what we were, you know, mm-hmm. where you just paired because this is somebody that could be a mentor for you. And um, depending on how you utilize the conversation and the exchanges, you know, it can, it can be good and, and go for a long time. But I think, um, I think it's a, I think it's a confidence thing. I think just having more experience helps you to, to feel more um, confident in your answers, or at least Mm -hmm. that's how I feel. That's fair. In our case, we were within the same organization, but I think also intentionally me and you didn't work on any lateral teams. We were a bit removed from what the other person was doing. I think that allowed you to maybe have an objective view when I would come and talk to you about certain things. When you're mentoring someone, are there ways to understand if that was a successful conversation, that they got what they needed out of it? To me, the success comes with the individual being able to have gained something and apply that in their career or their particular role at that time. Also, just how they feel about it. I think I think part of being a good mentor is lifting lifting people up too. So mm-hmm. it's one thing to to teach and to give advice or to coach on a particular topic or skill or process. But for me personally, I like to try to make that engagement something that's uplifting for the individual too. I want them to feel confidence in who they are and that they're learning. And I don't want them to ever be afraid to come back and ask questions. I, I, I want that to feel warm and welcoming so that if you don't understand something or, or you're just curious, you don't, you're not, mm-hmm. a, you're not afraid or intimidated to come ask or to talk about it. Uh, Michelle, another one that she was probably the first one that I mentored and our connection was very much like you and I, and her career has just taken off too. She's just done amazing, wonderful things. And not necessarily because of the mentoring. I just, I think maybe it has helped you ladies gain confidence in who you are Mm -hmm. and and feel okay to take bigger steps. I I hope that that's how you feel. I think the introduction did it justice. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Switching the mindset about it. As a mentee, um, you talked a little bit about what you're looking for in a mentor. It's changed over time, depending on the situation and not just in the organizations you work, but also outside of it through other interactions you've had. Can you share a time where you've found a mentor's advice insightful and used it in that given situation to change a behavior or influence a decision? Almost definitely. I have a mentor that I had for a long time. And one of the things that I loved about him is he is, he's a brilliant engineering leader. And I just felt like I was soaking up everything from him. Now he started out as my manager, but then I just realized I want every chance I could get, I wanted to pick his brain. I wanted to understand things. I wanted to learn and we've just maintained that connection way beyond me ever reporting to him and mm-hmm. actually changing companies and so forth. When he gives me advice or guidance or suggestions, he and I have very different personalities and um, the way that he would execute to solve a problem or to influence a situation is, is different than how I might spin it. But mm-hmm. 
of the times when I've gone to him to ask for help, I love the ideas. I love what he tells me. I really enjoy and I am grateful for the experiences and the guidance. And I always apply it, but I always make sure I apply it as what feels comfortable for me. Actually, right now I am doing a lot of product management activity. There's been some financial things that I haven't completely understood. He has shared some thoughts and ideas and I have probably used most of them to create a good roadmap for our team that I feel really good about. And so does the team for that matter. How are you able to internally decipher, okay, that style might be a little bit different than mine, but I'm going to take the gist of it and go do it versus there are certain situations where I might not handle it that way, but I, I feel like that is probably the best way to go do it. So I'm going to follow the the way that they would have handled it. I'm going to go try that. Mm-hmm. I can tell you for me, I have to feel comfortable and I might know the answer or I might know what I need to go do. And it might feel challenging. It might feel uncomfortable. Um, and I think a lot of times and a lot of places where this particular mentor has helped me um, have been having some of those difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the one thing that I am most grateful from him for is, is the guidance on how to work through those things um, and deliver messages regardless of how, how it might be perceived. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I think that as engineering leaders too, specifically, or at least it's just been my experience that sometimes people aren't direct with one another. Leaders Mm -hmm. aren't direct with you. They don't give you the feedback. There's a difference between really giving you feedback that helps you grow and learn, and then just telling you something to passively get it off their plate, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> to just uh, concede that you're great and you do all these things well, and there's nothing for you to gain from that conversation. And don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people that probably do really, really do well. And it's hard to find the things that you want to help them grow with because they just embrace everything and they go after it and they try it and they learn and they, 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 they just become better for having d- tried different things. But there are direct conversations that help improve performance or maybe even deal with a difficult personality, say, in a, mm. in a in some of the meetings and things. That's the stuff that I have tried to emulate the way he would do it. And there have been times when I could, and there have been times when I'm not comfortable and I have to, I have to shift back to my own style. But for the most part, I have tried just to see if I can. Or if it's if it's appropriate, you know, I I kind of feel the situation out to be honest with you, before I leap too, too big. Are there any other examples, anecdotes, experiences you want to share under the broader umbrella of mentorship? So the one thing about mentoring or, or trying to find mentors, I think sometimes folks limit themselves and think I don't, I can only have one and it can only be and and that one is going to address everything. And, and I really, I I like to encourage folks to have several, you know, there's, there are mentorships that last a, a finite period of time. And there's mentorships that go on for your entire career and there's everything in between. 
it's important not to just limit yourself, but to open yourself up to as many opportunities as you can, because I think the more that you do that and you're willing to do that, it just helps you grow and learn faster, in my opinion. Yep. For myself, when I first started my career too, I felt like I was looking for a template and there is no yeah. template of like, okay, one person, yeah, to your point, not going to solve everything. <laughs> no, and I think, it's, I think it's how it's presented to you too. Like I said, with my own teams, I have, I have set up mentoring situations where I knew somebody could benefit from another um, and I've been deliberate about it. And then there's others that I've just encouraged just to give them an opportunity or suggest something to them. Mm -hmm. If it's something that they are feeling like they want to learn more about, here's somebody that might be, might be a good connection for you where I can help those connections happen. I always do it. This is a side question. It is about mentorship. Do you Again, uh, I don't think there's a general template, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, do you think that a mentor should be a certain level higher than you or a certain number of years of experience more than you? Or can it be maybe someone that's just been in the role a little bit longer than you or someone that did the role a couple of years ago and moved on? Yeah, I think it's. I think it could be any of those. And, and I say that because to me, a mentor is you know, there's somebody that are, they're giving you advice or counseling or help. And that help could just be that they've done the role before. They're the role model of that particular execution of function, whatever it is. And you want to learn from them and that could be a peer. So I don't think you should, I don't think anybody should limit themselves to thinking that a mentor has to be someone older. I think it's just somebody that's, as I saw your words, it's been there, done that and had the experience. I think that's what mm -hmm. you're looking for. We will leave it there for episode six of one-on-one -on -one with Kruthi Career Conversations. Next week, we will wrap up the conversation with Melissa on organizational culture from the perspective of a senior engineering leader. Thank you all for tuning in and remember to stay curious and be good. Be sure to leave a review for the show and to press follow within the podcast app to be notified when the latest episode is published.